0: The scriptures are clear about the situation in the last days before Christ's return. We read in 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 5, This know also that in the last days perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own signs, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Well, this is the world we live in today. The love of self drives society on every level, leading to new levels of unholiness that are unparalleled in the history of the world. There have been ages where immorality reigned in society, but rarely has the world seen state-sponsored immorality on a level it sees today where governments not only protect but promote and enforce behavior that not even 50 years ago would have been outlawed. The debate about gender is about as unscientific as it gets. The Bible is very clear and Jesus himself reiterated what his father had instituted with a very clear statement in Mark 10 verse 6. From the beginning of creation God made them male and female. Period. There are only two genders and have only been two genders from the beginning of creation. The Lord Jesus Christ underscored this basic biological fact. If it was left to pure biology, the entire LGBTQ movement would not continue, but would breed itself out of existence. Darwin's theory of survival of the fittest would see it disappear as it could not reproduce itself biologically. The movement, however, reproduces itself through infecting the minds of men and women, and in these days, boys and girls with evil thoughts. This is human nature at its worst, corrupting itself and leading the world to sin. The Lord defined it succinctly in, math, in Mark chapter 7, verses 20 to 23, reading from the ESV for clarity, and he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him, for from within, out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, a adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, evil, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a person. Well, this nonsensical debate about gender has its roots in the French Revolution. The Bible speaks about the unclean teachings that came from the French Revolution, using the symbology of the frogs in Revelation 16, verses 13 to 14, where we read, I see three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So these frog spirits, or teachings, end up drawing the world into the battle of Armageddon. The frog spirits were the doctrines that came out of the French Revolution under the three banners of liberty, equality, and fraternity. This has been the flag under which all the social movements since the revolution of France have rallied, whether humanism, socialism, Marxism, communism, or the latest flavors that include various types of sexual socialism. These are described in the book of Revelation as spirits of devils. Well, spirits are teachings or doctrines. Devils is the Greek word demon and is described to be confused and sensual reasoning of the flesh. We read this in James 3 verses 15 to 16. This wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. The type of devilish or demonian thinking is sensuous, described by a concordance as being governed by the sensuous nature with its subjection to appetite and passion, end quote. It is earthly and only concerns itself with earthly things, not having the slightest interest or inclination towards spiritual things. It brings about confusion, defined as instability, a state of disorder and disturbance, inconstant and reckless. Nothing could describe today's morality more fittingly. It results in evil works or actions that are base and wicked in God's view. One of the leading philosophers of the French Revolution, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, stated the following in his book on education entitled Emile. He states, Our passions are the chief means of self-preservation. To try to destroy them is therefore as absurd as it is useless. This would be to overcome nature, to reshape God's handiwork. If God made man annihilate his passions he has given him, God would bid him be and not be. He would contradict himself. End quote. But this is exactly what God did. He condemned the base passions of the flesh and encouraged man to overcome his nature and reshape himself in his own moral image, as his son Jesus Christ has done. And we read this in Colossians 3, verses 5 to 7, again reading from the ESV. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On an account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these two you once walked when you were living in them. Instead, they are encouraged in verse one. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Yet today, the very reverse is what is encouraged in society. Like Rousseau, schools teach children to explore their passions, their sexual immorality, impurity, and evil desires. Not to do so would be considered repression of the human uh, spirit. In Canada the controversy has been seen in the school system across the nation. Schools are often the seabed of humanistic thought. School districts seem to operate with autonomy from government. Militant liberalism has gripped the systems. A.P. Johnson, a Ph.D. from the Minnesota State University, wrote a book called Teaching Strategies for All Teachers, in which he stated, humanistic learning theory is based on the premise that all humans have the natural tendency to grow, to learn, and to develop fully. Carl Rogers described this as an instinctive inner core that moves people towards reaching their full potential. Abraham Maslow used the term self-actualization to describe humans' innate natural progression to their higher state. Humanistic education then seeks to create educational experiences that align with these natural desires. When students learn naturally, they learn more. They learn more joyously, and they learn more deeply. However, when students are coerced into learning through external motivation, they learn less, and they learn and learn not to like learning. End quote. Well, among his. Five common goals in education. He listed to facilitate the development of fully functional self-actualizing human beings who have the capacity to nurture themselves, others, and their environment, and to promote the discovery of each student's passions, special talents, and abilities. This concept of self-actualization, human beings who discover their passions, is summed up by the biblical prohibition given under the law in Deuteronomy 12, verse 8, reading from the New King. James Version, you shall not at all do as you are doing here today. Every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. However, this is exactly what we see. Well, in Canada today, there is a debate that is being broadcast around the world. School boards in the country have put in place policies that legislate the self-actualization of children and remove the parents' authority completely. The Toronto District School Board policy states privacy. All students have a right to privacy unless specifically directed by the student. Schools must keep a student's transgender slash gender nonconforming status confidential. Therefore, school staff should not disclose to a student's student's transgender or gender nonconforming status to others unless there is a specific need to know. Now, it goes on to say that some transgender and gender nonconforming students are not open about their identity at home for safety and other reasons. A school should never disclose a student's gender nonconformity or transgender status to the student's parents, guardians, or caregivers without the student's explicit prior consent. This is true regardless of the age of the student end quote. Well, this enforces disobedience to parents. Schools are never to disclose to the parent a child's decision to change their gender, regardless of the age of the student. This takes away the parents' rights and ability to enforce biblical morality in their own homes. It was Joshua who made the statement that many Christian parents have adopted. In chapter 24, verse 15, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Abraham also was commended by God for his role in teaching his children. Genesis 18, verse 19. I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Well, both Abraham and Joshua are shining examples who God commends, but the world would condemn today. The Apostle Paul's instruction for children would also be cast aside. Ephesians 6 verse 1, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. In Colossians 3 verse 20, children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Well this has hit the headlines as parents are finally realizing what is going on in Canada and has been for a past 20 or so years. In New Brunswick, Saskatchewan and Ontario, governments are attempting to give parents some control over their own families once again. This reached all the way to England, where the BBC reported on July 3rd under the headline LGBT school policy change causes political turmoil in Canada that New Brunswick was amending the law. The article stated a controversial policy change that bars teachers from using students preferred pronouns without parental permission will soon go into effect in New Brunswick. Despite pushback, it has caused political turmoil in Canada in Canadian province. This caused backlash from the Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau, speaking at a pride event where he stated
1: right now. Trans kids in New Brunswick are being told they don't have the right to be their true selves, that they need to ask permission. Well, trans kids need to feel safe, not targeted by politicians. We have to stand against this. We have to stand up for the freedoms we believe in and continue our work of letting love be louder than hate.
0: When asked about New Brunswick's position, Canadian leader of the opposition, Pierre Polivier, stated, I know that Justin Trudeau has butted into that. The prime minister has no business in decisions that should rest with provinces and parents. So my message to Justin Trudeau is butt out and let provinces run schools and let parents raise kids. Saskatchewan introduced a parental inclusion and consent policy, which gives parents the right to know what is going on in the school with their children. A judge ruled to pause the parental consent legislation, but the premier, Scott Moe, stated that he would recall the Legislative Assembly to use the notwithstanding clause to overrule the judge. The premier stated that the default position should never be to keep a child's information from their parents. He said and added that the policy had strong support of a majority of Saskatchewan residents, in particular, Saskatchewan parents. Following the exposure of the controversy, the Ontario Minister of Education, Stephen Lessay also made the following statement. We're simply making clear as a province that we believe parents should be fully involved, fully aware uh, of what's happening to their children. And these are significant changes and they have a right to know. And so we would expect school boards to be transparent with parents, as we always have. Now, Catherine Wynne, the former premier of Ontario and former minister of education, the first openly gay premier in Canada, responded with the following comments.
1: This policy could put children at risk. Um, As PFLAG has said, Uh, If a child is not ready to tell a parent that he or she is thinking about who he or she is, uh, who they are, um, then you could put that child at risk by disclosing that in a form letter to uh, a parent. And, you know, for some kids, school is the safest place in their lives. Um, because home is not safe, because parents are homophobic or transphobic and the the children know that. If they bring in this policy, then they are basically supporting a policy that is transphobic, that is homophobic and is dangerous to kids. Um, You know, we've been working for 50 years, more than 50 years in this province to create schools that are safe places for all children. And this would roll back the clock and deny the right of children to be who they are at school.
0: These types of controversies are ongoing around the world. At the center of is the parents' right to teach biblical morality to their children, and the school's rights to keep parents from knowing what their children are being taught or doing in their lives. The UK has also had this issue flaring up all over the country. Lawyer Dr. Anna Lufty is bringing a class action lawsuit against the British government. In an interview on GB News, she had the following to say.
2: I think we've lost, uh, thanks to the third sector, which has now seized complete control of um, education in this area called PSHE, we have lost control um, of Regulation in the, in the same manner as we would lose control if there had been a military coup yes. and we had a junta taking control of the schools. We're simply not allowed to have the conversation about what these materials um, are for, what the purpose of them is. But more importantly, we have, as a nation, speaking about the UK, we have lost any discernment about what age groups are suitable for certain kinds of materials. We simply have stopped having that conversation. All materials uh, provided by the third sector to schools are considered to be appropriate because the third sector has appointed itself experts in the area and therefore uh, if something is uh, considered age inappropriate by a parent or a teacher but the, but the experts, the third sector says no no this is absolutely fine, uh, that becomes the end of the conversation and any parent, any teacher and any young person who has qualms as we saw in the school in East Sussex where two 13 year old girls raised questions about what they were being taught in PSHE, they're actually insulted and called bigots. Yes. So it's not- not just about the age-inappropriate materials, there's also the ideological aspect to this. Mm. So children are being taught, and I've seen materials that mm. prove this, in a number of schools children are being taught, often by outside agents, that uh, there are over a 100 genders, mm. or that uh, we each have an innate sexed soul, a gendered soul. Uh, this is effectively a quasi-religious belief taught as fact. Mm. I can cite materials, my favourite example is the one of the gender galaxy, which when you talk about um, religious cults, uh, we have a gender galaxy. The messaging is really clear but it uses pseudoscientific astronomical imagery to present the idea that in the universe there is the exciting galaxy that is uh, all these choices of gender identities and then there's the boring uh, male and female assigned at at birth Uh, i mean if you are a young person and you would like to be cool or you'd like to be interesting or you'd like to be different this is a clear pathway for you to have an identity that signals you out as interesting and unfortunately we know as james my my, my dear friend james who, who was just on now as he pointed out we know that this is this links children into pathways social and medical which are irreversible and which do result in mutilated bodies
0: when asked about specific groups who were redefining the law she had the following to say
2: The question uh, is why have mermaids and Stonewall decided to redesign the law according to their fantasy world where gender reassignment is a process that is uh, something that anybody at any age, even in the womb, can engage in Um, and uh, you know anybody who questions that is 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 a bigot and you're not allowed to raise very basic safeguarding concerns about what might happen to somebody under the age of 18 who starts the process of interfering with their biology.
0: When asked why governments are capitulating to this kind of thing, she also was clear, stating,
2: Well, because we live in a society which is not only anti intellectual, which means that sound bites rule, uh, but we live in a society that is also driven by repetition of yes. slogans and mantras. If you say something often enough, it becomes
0: reality. The interviewer then asked about the need to be inclusive for young people who were struggling, and shouldn't society protect? their decision to which she responded.
2: I would say that we struggle with a lot of things but we cannot as a society adopt a position where we say anything that you struggle with society will embrace your 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 desire to um, be something other than you are because if that is true many young people struggle with suicide ideation so therefore we should affirm suicide in young people wherever somebody wishes to self-harm anorexics who wish to uh, you know starve themselves to death or people who wish to cut their arms with razor blades are expressing an inner struggle and an idealistic notion of escape from their reality Uh, it is not the business of schools to facilitate that self-harm and we have to be as a country and a culture and as a moral society discerning about what we embrace what we encourage and what we don't uh, the fact that a child is struggling is not in and of itself justification for the entire society to facilitate a pathway to self-destruction.
0: The true answer, of course, lies in the word of God, not in the laws of men. It is interesting to hear her voice, though, to see about the forces at play, what they are doing in British society. Well, anybody who speaks out about the rights of parents to teach their children biblical truths is cancelled. Anyone who disagrees with the militant liberal left is cancelled. The trial by public opinion is reminiscent of the French Revolution, where under the reign of terror, tens of thousands went to the guillotine without trial, guilty by accusation. Well, British author Frederick Forsyth summed up wokeism in two recently held interviews. In an interview with Good Morning Britain, he stated of wokeism. Well, it's all, all part of this thing called um, wokeism. Yes, it's the new dictatorship. It's the kind of fascism, yes, <laughs> yeah. because it says you will think the way we think. You will talk the way we talk. You will believe what we believe and we will control you. In a GBN interview, he similarly stated. "Wokism is a form of a dictatorship. I dislike dictatorship. It says, as all dictators do, two things. One is, I am right and everyone else is wrong. And B, if you attempt to express your view, you'll be punished. Um, that is a hallmark of a dictator. It's a hallmark of wokeism. The world has gone mad. What was right is now wrong and outlawed, and what was wrong is now considered right and enforced. The words of Isaiah are coming to fruition in chapter 5 and verse 20 and 21. Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. that put darkness for light and light for darkness. that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Since the Bible has been removed from society in Canada, the United States, Britain, and most Western nations, they have Completely lost their moral compass. As the prophet Hosea stated of ancient Israel who had forgotten God in chapter 8 verse 7, for they have sown to the wind and they shall reap the whirlwind. It hath no stock, the bud shall yield no meal. If so be it yield, the stranger shall swallow it up. Well, there has never been a greater need for the return of Christ to whom God will give the rule over all nations, as we read in Psalm 72, verses 1 and 2, "...give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness to the king's son. He shall judge the people in righteousness, and the poor with judgment." This will be a time when the world will have its veil of darkness removed that currently shrouds its eyes. As they read in Isaiah 25 verse 7, He will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations for a righteous law is going to go out of Zion that will be for all nations. As we read in Micah 4, verse 2, Many nations shall come and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. May that day be soon. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.